Hey, welcome to another Enneagram podcast. Yeah, that's right. Yet another Enneagram podcast. But this one's different. Another Enneagram podcast is here to help you be a better leader for your team. We know leadership is already challenging enough, and it can be downright frustrating when your team communication breaks down. Another Enneagram podcast is here to tell you stories of leaders just like you who are learning how to lead their teams better with the Enneagram. If you want your team to communicate better, be more productive, and love their jobs, another Enneagram podcast is for you. Hey, welcome back to another Enneagram podcast. I am one of your hosts, Ryan, with my co-host, Cody, and we are continuing our little mini-series of rapid-fire top 10 questions around the Enneagram, uh, shorter episodes, like I say, every time, so feel free to pump those out, share them to, to whoever you think it might be good for. So, uh, question today, we're on number seven, I believe. Cody, you ready for this one? I think so. Okay, here we go. Number seven. I think, I think you can crank this one out of the park, man. All right, here we go. What is a wing and how do I know what my wing is? Oh boy, that's a great question. So <clears throat> once you have landed on your dominant type, we'll call it, so your, your primary type, um, uh, you will look to your left and your right. So say for, for me, I have identified I'm a, a dominant type seven. So if I look to my one side, I've got a six, and then one side I've got an eight, basically meaning my wings are the numbers directly on either side of my dominant type. One of the things you'll start to find is that um, your dominant type does not change. Uh, And one of the things that I've been told and I've kind of landed on um, until somebody steers me a different direction is that typically for a larger portion of your first half of your life, and when I say first half, we'll go like to early 20s, um, where you actually start kind of stepping into thinking for yourself and um, outside of maybe mom and dad's house or you're in college and you're, you know, all these new things. And then you step into a different like kind of chapter of life. And a lot of times that wing will then will then shift. Uh, but I've also heard people say that your wings can actually shift even from moment to moment and day to day. So there's different, there's different, you know, uh, thinkings and, and theories around that. Um, but for me, when it comes to your wing is you'll, you'll have your dominant type in the, in the, um, personality that you, that you've, you know, developed over, over, over time and nature versus nurture. There's different things in there. Um, but you'll actually kind of dig in and pull certain characteristics from those wings. Um, it doesn't mean that you're like, a in certain times in life, like I'm a seven, doesn't mean that I become a dominant eight. It just means that those things uh, rub off on me. So it's kind of like, imagine I'm rubbing shoulders with these, the six and this eight on either side. And so in different things, um, those personalities will kind of rub off and kind of bleed into, um, Mm. who I am as a seven. So is that, is that lineup, Ryan, what what are your thoughts on that, man? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you right there. Um, one of the numbers directly beside yours. So as a one myself, you know, for me, it's either a nine or a two, Uh, when, when we say beside, we're talking about if you're looking at the diagram of the Enneagram, Mm -hmm. right? So, um, if you don't, if you're not familiar with that, then me saying that nine is next to one would be real (laughs) confusing. Uh, but on the Enneagram diagram, nine and two are surrounding the type one, which is what I am. And so, um, as far as like switching wings, uh, things like that, uh, yeah, I've also, heard and I feel like even seen that, um, you know, for me, I'm a one with a nine wing, I think, but I will tell you that 
I feel like that that two wing is, I see that being something that I really put a lot of emphasis on and, and attention mm-hmm. on for, you know, the rest of my life. Honestly, I, a lot of times I tell people whatever your kind of not dominant wing is, is one of the best areas to focus on for self-development, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and so for me, that's definitely true. If I could develop some more traits of a two in my life, like that would just make me a whole lot more balanced individual, right? Mm, yeah. uh, and so I do think that that wings can be really important for that. And I agree with what you were saying. Like it doesn't mean that you change into that number, right? As a one with a nine wing, it doesn't mean I become a nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, I pretty much retain all of my oneness and then just add on some nineness as well. It almost flavors, you know, your, your oh, yeah. primary number. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think it's really helpful, especially when you are trying to, to see like, let's say there's, you know, you and then another uh, seven, right. But you guys are not the same people, even though you might both be sevens and wings are just one of the ways that you differentiate between, mm. between people with the same core numbers. So, so how, how would somebody know what their wing is? Yeah. So I, I would say if, if I was talking to another seven is anytime that you start to dig into the Enneagram and you, you eventually land on your dominant type. Um, I think one of the things that's really helpful to do almost right out of the gate is continue to dig in and study um, about your dominant type, but, but look at the numbers on either side, look at a six, look at an eight and, uh, and begin to understand more about them. And you'll see, begin to see those characteristics that you're kind of pulling and, rub, and rubbing on. Um, and I think like what you said is, is spot on that idea that you're going to have more of like a dominant wing. Um, I think it took me some time. I mean, I've been studying the Enneagram for a few years now. And I think within the last six months, I've actually landed on that. I'm a, a seven with a six wing. I think there's parts of me that I really want to be uh, a seven with an eight wing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have to be honest with myself and like, I, you know, the six um, really, I think I, I, I pull from that way more than I do the eight. But like you said, there's a lot of, there's a lot of areas in that eight wing that I need to grow and I need to learn in. And so there's actually some uh, resources out there. I know that if you go and look at like the Enneagram Institute or even um, some kind of like beginner Enneagram one-on-one books like Road Back to You by Ian Cron, um, they actually go through what those types can look like. So if you're a seven with a six wing, they'll explain that. Seven with an eight wing, they'll explain that. Um, and then the Enneagram Institute actually has a ton of information on that for each for each type. And so um, yeah, I think, I think wings are a really special part of the Enneagram because like you said, um, I could be in a room full of sevens and none of us are just like the same person. Um, one of the things that I think people have an issue with, with the Enneagram that don't have a lot of information or, or understanding with it is that like, I don't want to be boxed in. I don't want to be just labeled as something. Yeah. Um, but in my personal experience, the Enneagram is such a dynamic, um, uh, tool that that basically matches the complexity um, of just being a person and and um, having a mind and emotions and all that kind of stuff. And so the wings are a super helpful way to continue to grow and um, dig deeper. Yeah. And I think, and this is kind of, will be my last thought for this. I think one of the areas that people get confused on wings sometimes is they think that whatever the number they identify with like second highest is their wing. So I'll hear people say things like, Oh, I'm a five with a two wing. And I'm like, (laughs) no, you can't, you can't be a five with a two wing. If you're a five, you can only be a five with a six wing or a five with a four wing. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, You can't have a wing that's across the, 
the, the thing. And so that doesn't mean that, you know, if you're a five that also identifies a lot with two, that that doesn't matter, right? That's still valuable information. But if you want to be technical about it, uh, then a wing uh, is just one of the numbers to the immediate right or left of your number. So yeah, yeah. anything else on that one? No, man. I think we cleared it up. Hopefully. Hopefully. If not, you know, <laughs> I don't know shoot us an email or something. We'll, we'll talk. <laughs> so, all right, we'll be back for number six. Hey, thanks for joining us today on another Enneagram podcast. As fellow leaders, we know it can be frustrating when it seems like you always run into the same problems on your team with the same people, but leaders just like you are learning how to lead their teams better using the Enneagram and you can too. So if you like what you heard today, we would love it if you would share this podcast on social media. And leave a rating or review wherever you listen to podcasts, preferably only good you know, reviews and ratings. That would be great. If you'd like to connect with us, you can find us on Instagram or at Another Enneagram or head over to our website, anotherenneagram.com. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you on the next episode of Another Enneagram Podcast.